1996, Wes Craven released Scream, a teenage slasher movie that took college students and killed them off one by one, leaving us in suspense at who was the killer until the last few minutes of the movie. But did you know that Scream was based on real-life events? And it's even more horrific than you could imagine. Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. I didn't know that. I also <laughs> have not seen Scream. Well, not in its entirety. I've seen pieces of it. There's obviously clips that are infamous or famous, whatever you, however you want to think of it. But no, I have not. Okay, well... So I want to start this off by saying <laughs> this is going to be bad. This one, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning for everything bad imaginable. Um, this one is probably the most violent that we've done. Um, it's, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> right. um, but it's a really important story to tell. Um, and it's also, it's, it's infamous in a lot of ways. Right. Um, it's not really the most popular, but it's definitely, I think the most, I don't know. I don't know. You're just going to have to hear it. So let's, let's get your thoughts on one thing before we get into it. Okay. What are your thoughts on a case like this being made into a horror movie? Do you, I mean, people, there's been a lot of talk around whether or not cases should be dramatized, I think would probably be the right way of saying it. Mm -hmm. um, and that sounds like it was a dramatization of a real case with real people. So, I mean, does that bother you? Well, I will say, so Scream doesn't, it doesn't mention any of the victims. It's completely different people. It just takes the basis of college kids being scared of a killer, and that's it. Um, so unless he said it was based off of this, 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 and this, you don't really know. So it's, and I, I actually agree with you here, so it's because it's kind of loosely based on something that happened, but not so closely based that you're like, okay, that was this person that it's doesn't feel quite as bad as some of these ones that are coming out that it's like, this is person a, this is how person a got murdered. Right. And it's like a reenactment, but maybe not factual. Yeah. I definitely think the first thing is to clear it with the families. Right. If the families want to tell the story, if they have a say in how the story is told, I think any um, true crime movie that's going to be super popular or book or something like that, I think the families need to have a say in that. Um, but as far as this being the exact situation, this could have easily been Ted Bundy as well. Right. Um, he was inspired in a way just by the fear 
not by the victims, not by necessarily who did More like what. Uh, what would you do if you're if that was happening around you? Right. Because this this was pretty close to where he was and he saw this on the news and he was like, whoa. Yeah. It's a lot. And which happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so trigger warning out of the way. Um, this is probably going to be, well, I know this is going to be a two-parter. Um, so the first part of this story is very focused on the victims of Gainesville, which this case is the Gainesville River. Gainesville, Florida? Gainesville, Florida. Um, It was happened on the Gainesville, Florida campus. Um, The first part of this is going to be just those victims. He had more victims come to find out. But the first part of this is just going to be their story. I go as much into detail about them as I can because there is more to tell. I found more about the victims on this case. Um, I (laughs) took a lot of information. Like I had way more than two part and had to condense. Well, and it's even a three parter if you include the urban legends one. So right. Go check that one out. Yeah. So go listen to that. Um, we talked about urban legends being true. And at the very end, I teased that scream was based on a true story. This is that story. So All right. In the early hours of Friday, August 24th, 1990, a man snuck outside of the apartment of two teenage roommates. The man used a screwdriver to wedge into the door jam and broke in slightly, silently as they slept. As he walked in, he saw Christina Powell sleeping on the couch. For some reason, um, we may never know, he walked upstairs to her roommate first. Sonia Larson. Sonia was asleep on her waterbed when she was attacked. He taped Sonia's mouth shut and then stabbed her to death. Then he walked downstairs and attacked Christina. He taped her mouth shut just like he did her roommate. He bound her wrists together behind her back while threatening her with a knife. He cut her clothes off, raped her, forcing her face down onto the floor. When he was done, he stabbed her five times in the back. So, yeah, already really brutal. Yeah, um, already, already bad, 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 bad. And already shades of the whole Ted Bundy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of, he, he stalked college campuses, didn't he? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought I remember hearing at least. So, when was it, did you say? 1990. 1990, so it was after Bundy, but it could have been influenced by Bundy. Could have been. Potentially. Yep. Uh, The scene was bloody and horrific, but he wasn't done. He went back upstairs where he found Sonia's dead body. He raped her and then cut off her nipples, keeping them as a trophy. Before he left the apartment, the killer posed the girls in a sexually provocative position. Then he showered in their place. Then he snuck back into the night, back to the campsite he was staying at behind the University of Gainesville, Florida. There he waited for his next slasher movie attack. So already I'm thinking a ton of DNA. He literally showered at their place. There's got to be DNA, which at the time, 90s, probably not the best time for DNA. Mm -hmm. But later on, um, definitely a ton of DNA, I'm sure. 
to go back and check. And then, it, yeah, like you said at the beginning, brutal. Brutal, bad, 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 bad stuff. Right. Um, yeah. So after a few days on August 26, the families of the, gr- the girls grew concerned. They had not heard from the girls and they couldn't gain access into the home. They found a maintenance man who let them into the apartment. He found the horrific sight of the girls. He turned around and walked out immediately. Um, unfortunately, the parents knew by his face that it was bad. Right. I cannot even imagine the pain that they were feeling. Um, it said that Sonia's body was laying on her back on the bed, feet on the floor, and her hair was fanned out around her. Mm-hmm. Um, this is beyond slasher movie bad. Yeah. Um, things of nightmares. Uh, the man that did this is known as the Gainesville Ripper. Which, yeah, it's just horrific. Um, mm-hmm. I Like you said, I can't imagine going to, like, being those parents and having to go to that. Right. Yeah, that's, it's awful. Um, especially when you just kind of think of the time. I mean, college is supposed to be nothing like that. Like, not, it's supposed to be, yeah, everybody says it's kind of one of the times of your life. It's your first time of real freedom so it's what's not supposed to be feared like that yeah what's even more horrible was this was the first day of school oh wow so this was august what 20 something um it was the first day of college it said that what they did earlier was just like went to walmart and buy stuff for their apartment like yeah and i think most people remember that even if you didn't go to college most people remember that first you know place of your own where you're like going mm-hmm. and buy like it's supposed to be a good good, uh, memory. good memory yeah going out and just being like oh i you know this is the first time i chose my own soap you know it's mm-hmm. a weird freedom where you're like this is kind of you know kind of nice yeah so uh, yeah and florida is a huge school too so to imagine the amount of fear that was probably on the entire campus after this got out, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is where you're headed next. Kind of. <laughs> so first I wanted to talk about uh, these beautiful girls. So Sonia, who was killed first, was a super kind person, of course. Um, she was involved in her church and sang in her choir. She was a preschool teacher. Mm. which hit my heart really yeah really hard um she loved kids and that was the career that she wanted to pursue um christina powell who also went by christy was very involved in church and bible studies as well they both played softball they both seemed like really young amazing girls who were just like young and had so much time ahead of them to do all kinds of things yeah And these killers, I mean, unfortunately, they don't, it doesn't seem like they differentiate. Um, Mm -hmm. They, I don't think most of these killers care if you are a saint or if you're the worst person in the world, they just see you and they do it. Yeah. Maybe they plan it out ahead of time, but I haven't heard a lot of killers that sit there and go, well, been following this person for a while and the choices they made made me decide to follow them or not follow them. It just almost seems like when they feel like that's my victim, that's just it. That's their, they're either going to get caught or they're going to do it. Yep. Um, 
which hopefully we don't have anybody in the audience thinking that way. But if you do ever think that way, get help and mm-hmm. don't, you have a choice to not go after your victim. Go mm-hmm. talk to somebody, a uh, therapist, psychologist, anybody, mm-hmm. um, because you do have an option to not, you don't have to follow the compulsion, but yeah, that's a sensitive subject. But I mean, I feel like somebody has to address that there's a time where you can stop these people from doing this stuff before they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would all rather that happen. Yes, for sure. Um, so these girls, there was a period of time between when they were killed and when they were found. It was a few days. Um, Probably because they had went off to college. Their parents were like, they're enjoying their first right. few days of college. We're not going to be protective. Right. They're not wanting to check in with mom and dad. They're wanting to, you know, enjoy their freedom. Right. So before the bodies of the first two victims were found, the Gainesville Ripper had already struck again. Mm. So this is like boom, 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 boom. Like a quick escalation. Yes. Very yeah. quick. Um, it gets worse if you can imagine so on october on sorry not october on august 25th just the day after killing sonia and christina he killed another gainesville student this victim was 18 year old krista hoyt he used a screwdriver and a knife to open her sliding door he thought she was home at the time but she wasn't so he just waited for her Mm -hmm. um he waited in her living room for her to return around 11 a.m then he got up behind her, put her in a chokehold. Gosh, this is such a big fear of mine. I hate, I hate this. I, I knew you did. Oh. I've heard you tell me that before. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, so as he did before, he taped her mouth shut. Then he raped her while she was face down. He stabbed her in the back. One stab in the back ruptured her heart. Oh. However, this time he went further, and what he did was crazier. He sliced her completely open. The bra and the shirt that she was wearing was also cut, so that's how they could see what he did. Um, He began cutting and cut up from her pelvic floor to her collarbone. Um, Her body was open completely, and her organs were spilling out. Like I said. That's sick. Bad, bad, bad. Um, he then cut off her nipples and left them beside her body this time. He left and returned to his campsite. Then he realized he forgot his wallet. Oh my God. So he went back for it. <clears throat> that, so what, wasn't that a, we keep going back to him, but like. <laughs> to the BTK thing. Yeah. Didn't BTK kind of screw up like that once? Didn't yeah. he leave something? He left uh, a wire cutters and went back and got them. Um, Man. So, yeah. I mean, some of these people get so just insanely lucky that. And cocky. And yeah, and cocky. Like the fact that they brought their wallet to the crime just seems like maybe it wasn't a. uh, And it was a day after the other. Seems like it wasn't like a planned out thing. It was like a. I'm going to do this right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And. Then on top of that, it's just, you just wish they would have gotten caught. I know. Yeah. Wish they would have gotten caught going back, which now, thankfully, most everybody has doorbell cameras and things like that. If somebody had 
done that, hopefully they would have been caught on camera at a time like now, but right. we don't know. Yeah, so when he went back to get his wallet, he did more to Krista's body. Oh, God. Um, so according to the news article from around this time, he decapitated her. Uh, he posed her on the edge of the bed with her feet on the floor. Her body slumped forward and placed her head on a bookshelf looking down at her body. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, so, I'd, so bad. In, in my head, I kind of spaced off, but I'm just sitting here thinking, like, what would cause somebody to be that twisted? And then it's just kind of like, well, it's something I need to not think about because nobody is going to be able to understand. Nobody in their right mind would be able to understand that. Yeah. Um. Like I said, in this first part, I focus a lot on the Gainesville victims. But in the second part, I do get into his life. Um, okay. It was not a good one, but there's not an excuse. No, yeah. No Definitely excuse not for to it. go that far. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So this victim was 18-year-old Krista Hoyt. 18-year-old um, Krista worked the midnight shift as a records clerk at the county sheriff's office. Oh, wow. Yeah. She hadn't arrived for work and wasn't answering her phone. It was super unlike her. So at 12.30 a.m., they sent an officer to her place to check it out. I was going to say, that's one way that the police department gets fully involved in the case is finding out that it happened to one of their own Mm -hmm. immediately. He probably didn't know that, but he, probably, he really messed up with it. Yeah, he probably didn't. But at the same point in time, I don't I feel like he's not really. Yeah, like I said, there's no time or like you said, there's no time between. And I don't feel like he's taken time to stalk people and things like that. I think he's just going on a killing spree. Yeah, um, this is very close to a spree killing. Um the definition of serial killer and spree killer is different. So a serial killer has a break and a cooling off time. Um, that could be anywhere from a day to years. Right. Um, with this guy, he had that day or a couple days. Um, then he was right back at it. So it's not a spree killing technically. Right. A spree killing would be like, one day killing eight people. Right. And that's good to know because I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes sense. I've heard them use kind of in context like that. Uh, it feels weird that like a day could be considered a cooling off period, but at the same point yeah. in time, it, it is probably, I mean, yeah, it, that makes sense in terms mm-hmm. of a definition. It's kind of like how I think of it is it's like pockets of rage. Right. So you have a pocket of rage and then you have this kind of like moment to kind of gather yourself and then right. another pocket of rage. And you almost think about it after. Yeah. With spree killing. Go back out and do it again. Right. It's kind of like those mass shooters. Right. Who it's just like take out just right. as many as you can. Um, but I think this is pretty close to a spree killing because it was so back to back to back. Right. He didn't have very much time in between this. It was, I think in his head, he was like, how many victims can I get? Before they catch me. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
The officer went over to check on Krista, and he saw that her car was parked where it always was. He knocked but got no answer. He went around the back and noticed that the gate was damaged and the sliding door was locked from the inside. Mm. Um, When they got inside, they found Krista. Um, This was one of the worst horrific murder scenes in history. Uh, Yeah. It was really bad. And I watched an interview from the cop who had found her and he, he said it, it, it still traumatizes all of them. Yeah. I mean, well, if you think about that person working with them too, they'd probably met her before they knew her. Right. Um, And this is, this is horrific. So just saying, but like she was set up so they didn't know the extent that she had been cut open. And so when they had like put her back to Mm. kind of check on things, it was like she was completely cut open and things just, yeah. And it was, it was very, very traumatizing for the cops. I could, yeah, I, I can't imagine, but at the same point in time, I kind of can imagine that like, that would just make you like, I'm done with this job. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, I don't know what they did, but I know that's how I would probably react is I'd be like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. But more than a victim, Krista Hoyt had a lot of friends. She loved to cook, camp, swim, play racquetball. Um, everybody in the community missed her a lot after she died. Yeah. Uh, the police force, of course, was really shocked that right. this happened to someone so close and how severe it was. Um, so you just had a lot of people really mourning her. Right. So at this point, <laughs> the campus and everyone on it breaks out. So, uh, real quick, how mm-hmm. long was it from... And maybe, I don't know if you have this in your notes, from when she was killed to when they found her, what was the gap? It was a matter of, I believe, hours. Okay. So, the, well, okay. 11.30 a.m. is when he attacked her. 12.30 a.m. Oh, so that's like right in the middle of the day. Yeah. Uh, 12.30 a.m. is when she didn't show up to work and they checked on her. So it was, so it was within an that. Hour. Oh, 12.30 a.m. So she was night so, shift. Yep. Okay. So, um, it had been like it had been a, almost like 12 a day. hours or 13 hours or so, but right. still not, not like the, the other first the thing that I was thinking is, so as soon as the police find her, she's one of their own. They're going to be just as high of alert as they possibly can at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what I was trying to establish in my head is where, when the police went on, like, all right, this is that they probably knew from the first ones it was real bad, but this one probably, yeah, they're like, this could get worse fast. Right. So, what was interesting about this was if you remember, the first victims were killed, then the day later, right, the next victims were killed, and then on the pretty much same day, they found all these victims. They right, found the two girls, later on then the Krista. Two girls. Yeah. Yep. So now news is starting to get it. And they're not only getting Krista's murder, they're getting the other two girls. So there's three victims already. Yep. And people freak out, which Mm -hmm. of course. um, And when I thought about like slasher movies, it all happens so synchronized. You know, like one killing happens, the news breaks. Another Mm, kill. You know, like it just happens so. And that's not how 
reality is. Um, yeah, side note, I'm, I'm probably, and I'm not saying anybody is wrong for not doing this because it's each their own, but I'm pretty sure if this happens, I'm going to get my kid like the second that story breaks. Immediately, <laughs> yes. And nobody's <laughs> wrong for not doing that, but at the same point in time, I am, you, you can go back to college next semester. Right. So uh, a whole different college at this point. <laughs> <laughs> whole different side of the state. Yeah. Uh, or the states. Yeah. Um, they are really worried for everyone's safety at this point. Right. Um, the three murders happened so fast and they were so brutal that it took everyone really by surprise. Yeah. Um, and like I said, this was the first week of school. And it's hard so, to respond to something like that, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. it's not like you're trying to protect like a few people you're trying to protect like an entire college campus, which is going to be huge. Right. Um, and and the it, surrounding houses really too. Yeah. I mean the whole town. Um, so this was the first week of school. There was all of these kids now vulnerable. Um, everyone in Gainesville, Florida stocked up on deadbolts, right? Baseball bats. <laughs> it was sold out. That's the thing you don't want to sell out in your hometown. Something <laughs> is wrong when that happens or yes. the town you live in. Like that's when that's another point where it's time to move, which I I mean, I guess can be kind of hard to move when it's like you're trying to sell your house and you're like, there may be a serial killer. Yeah. Uh so are you sure you don't want to go ahead and buy it though? <laughs> right. And they were kind of hoping that the cops would wrap this up pretty quickly yeah, too. Yeah. They're like, come on now. Um like, yesterday get this fixed or get this figured out yeah yeah um people were walking in groups and everyone was on super high alert um because of the news and the safety issues going on 23 year old tracy Paulez decided to ask her friend 23 year old manuel taboa mm-hmm. to stay with her everyone called him manny um the two had no romantic connection but tracy trusted him right so she's like, there's a serial killer on the loose. I need my guy best friend to come over and protect me and stay with me. Which, so. I mean, people grouping up at that point is, is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he was a great person, and they truly cared for each other. Um, and I think she just felt safe with a guy around. Right. Because all of the victims have been women. Right. She thought, okay, this was going to... That's what the killer's targeting, most likely. Yep. August 28th, 1990. That night, Manny worked a little late. He came home, and Tracy was on the phone with a friend. He went right to bed. Uh, police believe the killer was already in the home. <sighs> um, after breaking in earlier, and he probably just watched them for a while. Um, Terrifying. Police believe that Manny was killed first. Um, Manny was a big dude. Mm. He was a former football player, 200 pounds. Um, they believed that Manny put up a big fight. Um, he was fighting for him and for Tracy. Um, but the Gainesville Ripper had a knife and eventually stabbed Manny to death. Then he stabbed Tracy to death and posed her body. It is believed that he was not able to do more to these victims because he thought he might get caught or something interrupted him. Well, and Manny fighting back probably was, was, it was unexpected and it was probably not quiet because, you know, for, I don't know how big the killer is obviously yet, but a 200 pound 
football player fighting with somebody with a knife, I'm sure it's not going to be a quiet situation. Right. Um, this one was very different from all the other attacks. Um, maybe he was worn out because <laughs> Manny put up a fight, but right. it was like he killed and got out of there, which was very different from Krista's murder. Um, I mean, Krista's murder, he went back. <laughs> right, which, I mean, I was thinking maybe, like, with the noise, maybe that's why. Right. I mean, maybe he just thought he alerted the neighbors or something. Yeah, and now he knew everyone was on his trail. Yeah. So, um, what's interesting to me is that he watched Tracy in the home for a while. Mm-hmm. Did he know that Manny was even going to be there? Because Manny came home late. Um, did he just wait too long and Manny showed up? Because just... what could have happened was he killed Tracy and Manny had to find her. Right. I don't know that... Um, I don't know that... First of all, I don't know that we'd we'll, ever truly definitively know that. Right. But if we, if we did, I mean, she was talking to her friend on the phone. Maybe <clears throat> he didn't decided he didn't want to kill her then um yeah i don't know i mean we're we're speculating here but i'm guessing the way that they knew this order was she was talking to her friend on their on the phone and she probably told her friend oh he's here Mm -hmm. like manny's here so she probably uh, i'm guessing that that would be my guess is that's how they figured out the order of events is that her friend that she was talking to she mentioned it that he was there to look out for her right i'm safe now yeah sad uh yeah um so manny and tracy went to high school together and they were besties uh manny said the only woman he needed in his life was his cat sasha (laughs) which i just love him um (laughs) he wanted to be an architect while tracy had dreams of becoming an attorney they were also amazing people. Um, I don't understand why we lose the most amazing people to serial killers, yeah. but it makes me upset. So everyone now in Gainesville is worried because not only did he kill all these women, he now got a man, which is like, that means no one is safe. Which, uh, all right, that's... <laughs> There's so much wrong with that. <laughs> I feel like it's like, where do I begin? Um, I mean, <laughs> first of all, it's it's kind of just like, I, and I truly get where you're coming from there, and I think that's probably how it went. But as guys, we got to do better because if three women had already been killed. Mm-hmm everybody should have known like this was just red alert and like the guy shouldn't have been just going, ah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like nothing's going to happen to me. And then once something happens to one of the guys, all of a sudden all the guys are like, eh, well maybe hold on. <laughs> like they, they should have already. Now been let's on. be scared. <laughs> right. They should have already been on red, red alert at that point. Um, that's a male ego thing. I feel like though, I mean, I'm, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure guys are like, I'm good. Like I'm, <laughs> I can fight my way out of anything. And I'm not saying that's how Manny felt. I'm saying that's how probably the rest of the Gainesville male population was probably not, not everybody, but I bet a lot of people that's if you say 
everybody thought it was a serious deal because a man got taken out. It must have been the men weren't taking it serious in the first place. Right. Um, And then second of all, just because you're a guy doesn't mean that you're (laughs) a good fighter, like, (laughs) or that you're tough or that you're whatever, like, and I'm sure some of these women put up a fight too. That's what I was going to say, and that the women aren't, because I I guarantee you there are plenty of women out there that can beat me up fast. Like, I've watched, I've seen, you probably could. I've watched (laughs) UFC before too, and I'm sure that I'd take one swift kick to the head and I'd be down. Um, So... It's just, that's a whole different conversation. But when you say that, it kind of triggered me to be like, you should have been scared. Like, it shouldn't have taken it being a male victim for everybody to be like, oh, this could be anyone. Right. It could have been anyone at any point. Yep. Yeah. I I digress. (laughs) So now, just now, people are leaving the campus. (laughs) Which, I mean, this is like, what, three days total? Kind of, yeah. Within a week, I believe. Yeah, yeah. which, I mean, it, it's happening quick, but, at, yeah, I mean, at that point, you shut down the school, I feel like. Yes. Um, this meant that the public was putting a lot of pressure on law enforcement as well. Right. Uh, the public was scared that they wanted answers. They wanted to feel safe again. They wanted to be able to send their college students back safely. Um On top of that, some rumors flew that a killer was pretending to be law enforcement Mm. or was law enforcement. So people wondered how this killer was able to gain access to these apartments. Um, I'm sure with Krista's murder, people are like, she's close to law enforcement. Right. But that doesn't quite make sense to me that her being able or him being able to get access to the apartments. Like, it doesn't sound like these. I mean, Krista's was like, uh, he said the, they said the back gate was, mm-hmm. um, was forced open. So yep. it doesn't seem like your traditional apartments where you have to like get inside the building, then get into the room. That sounds like he got into her sliding door from the outside. Right. So it's, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that part yet. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> um, these murders happened quickly. It was boom, boom, boom. Right. All of these murders took place from a Friday to a Tuesday. Um, that happened quick, and there was over, and it, then it was just over. Like it just stopped. Well, and I was gonna say that was one of the things I wondered with everybody leaving the campus. Like it seems like his target clearly was college or college age kids, and mm-hmm. then all the college days aged kids leave yeah so potentially all his targets are leaving at that point or maybe he's like getting scared everybody leaves all of a sudden i'm the only one left here you know but at the same point in time what do you do and you're not gonna leave the college kids there you know let them get hurt so yeah right and that was all they could do all i can think about is so this guy has a campsite behind the Gamesville campus. Were they yeah. not searching the campus? <laughs> I, I completely agree with uh, that thought, and I have no answer for that because I mean, you've you feel like you'd probably be suspecting campers right near the campus would be a, a good pretty thing. good place to start checking. Yeah, and it wasn't a campsite; like it wasn't. It was just. It like, was a tent. Just a tent with <laughs> in a few the woods trees around it. Yeah. 
Um, so I just kind of don't know there. I don't know. I picture the guy like camping out like in the middle of the quad and people are like, that's weird. <laughs> that's just it. Okay, strange. <laughs> I mean, okay. You don't want to pay for a dorm, I guess. That's true. It's pricey. Yep. Um, so people are like, when is it going to happen again? Because right. it, it just stopped. And right. uh, the waiting was, I think, more torture than the murders happening. Yeah. Um, for the public, anyway. Um, but police believed that they had the suspect already. They believed that it was Edward Lewis Humphrey. Edward lived in the same apartments that Tracy and Manny lived at. He was known to carry a large hunting knife on his leg. His roommates had recently kicked him out because he was, quote-unquote, acting crazy. Um, other than that, people pegged him as the killer because of his looks. He was 19, 6 foot 2, over 200 pounds, and because of a car accident, he walked with a limp and had scars on his face. He I, was in and out of mental institutions, so people thought he was crazy. So, uh, again... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> Let's not call people serial killers just based off of looks. Right. There are some, now, some things there. That's what I yeah. was going to say. There, You said more afterwards that makes you think, okay, that could be a serial killer. But if anybody sees somebody walking around the town and they're limping and looks like, you know, they had like scars on their face or something like that literally could have just been somebody in a car accident. Right. Now, you're saying more things that are kind of like, well, there's more to it. And there probably was a lot more. Your roommate's kicking you out because you're acting crazy. Yeah, that's that's more that way. I just, I, I hate the, you see somebody and you just, because that can really make police go on a wild goose chase. Like, you can really just say, that person looks creepy. Let's go after him. And everybody's sitting there telling the police to look one way because somebody looks creepy. And then meanwhile, the Ted Bundy killer is just sitting there going, Hi. Hey guys. See ya. Like, yep. Cause I apparently don't look creepy enough. I'm just going to keep going. Yep. And it's always the normal dudes that are serial killers. Just saying. <laughs> so, um, however, <laughs> they might be onto something because yeah. Edward was not a good guy. He was not a good guy right. regardless. Uh, a few days after the killing, he was arrested for beating his elderly grandmother. He threatened her and left her having to receive medical care. Um, this was the first. The this wasn't the first time that the police had been called to the house with fights with his grandma. So he had beat her up before. He, yeah, he's a violent person. Violent person. Um, it happened many times over that summer. He was arrested on an Air Force base because he was going around showing knives and saying he wanted to go to Iran and kill people. I, so he was it, racist too, which is fun. Well, um, I mean, but who walks around on an Air Force base showing knives to people? And like the fact that he didn't get like a lot of... And this was the 90s, right? So mm -hmm. things were a lot more laid back than they should have been. Right. If you go do that now or in the any time. He won't even make it. <laughs> post 9-11. Yeah. yeah. You're not even getting in the front gate. Um, I'm surprised they didn't put him in the military <laughs> at that point. I don't. There's a, there's a certain level, I think, where like, people. <laughs> there's a certain level where people are like, 
I don't even trust that dude to be like, yeah. I, I know he wants to get the other guys, but like, I don't trust him not to just go AWOL immediately and yep. be a danger to me and my team. Like, yeah, uh, there's a, there's a certain level where people are, everybody's just like, we don't want you. Like, yep. <laughs> we don't want you on our side and we don't want you on their side. Please just go away. Yeah. So after all of that, though, the police were scrambling for real evidence to put him away. Right. They didn't have any. <laughs> that's, the, that's the other thing is people are like, I want to get the serial killer now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not exactly how the justice system works. Right. You can't. Um, you have to have enough evidence to hold somebody. Otherwise, you're going to miss and let the person go free. Mm-hmm. So you have enough evidence for warrants. You have enough evidence to, you know, be able to detain the person and try to get the evidence you need. It's, it's going to, it's not generally a quick process. Yep. Unless somebody gets caught like completely red handed. Right. Well, so, um, Ed confessed saying it was his other personality, John, but he had got a lot of things wrong about the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have blood and hair samples from the crime scenes as well as semen. Um, this was the early days of DNA testing. Right. So they tested the hairs, but it could it wasn't enough for a conviction. Right. It could be, but it couldn't be. Like it they didn't it really wasn't know. It wasn't like a hundred percent match or something. Right. There. Yeah. Um so they decided to test the semen DNA, mm. but that was going to take a bit. Right. Um, they knew that the samples of the blood were type B. Well, Edward was type A. Mm. So what do they do now? They have to let him go, I assume, uh, based so, on the amount of DNA evidence that they, or the DNA technology they had back then. Right. So, while they held Edward and tried to decide to look into other crimes, they found one that was very familiar to the Gainesville murders. On November 4th, 1989, William Grissom, 55, his 24-year-old daughter, Julie Grissom, and his 8-year-old grandson, Sean Grissom, were killed in their home in Shreveport, Louisiana. Which shouldn't be too far, I'm guessing. Right. From Florida. I right. mean, that, I don't remember exactly where Gainesville is, but I think it's the panhandle part of Florida where it's kind of more towards Louisiana. So they're probably not too far. Yep. Um, no one knew this would connect more murders and lead to a killer that everyone should have seen coming. I, that's the <laughs> <laughs> cliffhanger it feels like. Yep. So I will tell you all about that. In part two. Mm. This is going to be a <laughs> tough one for you guys to land on. Yeah. this. So in part two, I'm going to come back with talking about the Grissom murders a little bit. Um, how they connected the real Gainesville Ripper to the Gainesville murders. And about the Gainesville Ripper. So there's a lot more to come. A lot more to come. A lot more to come, a lot more suspense, but I'm leaving you already, on that. It's already pretty <laughs> gruesome, so be ready. Yes. Um, I imagine this is going to get worse before it gets better. Always does. <laughs> All right, so we will see you next time. Stay safe for Halloween. Please. Yes, be safe. <laughs> be safe.
don't do anything stupid. Uh, just eat candy and watch horror movies. That's protect your kids. Yes. Have fun. Have safe fun. Yep. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye. Hi guys. I just wanted to say, I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for code 187, please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button, help us out, help us grow. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187. So we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's it. Um, and of course, YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.